0: Good Saturday morning, and if it doesn't sound like me, believe it, it is. Still got the old froggy throat voice, but we'll be over that pretty soon. Hope you can put up with it through the next couple of hours, because we got a lot to talk about this morning. We're wrapping up this dreary, windy, rainy, foggy week, and as we do that, a serious cold front is approaching the Gulf Coast for the early part of next week. Will you be ready for some freezing temperatures to kick it off? Well, the winter saltwater fishing is going to be, I'd say, Uncomfortable at the least, but not out of the question. Interior freshwater fishing has a lot of hope, getting a lot of good reports on the crappie and the white perch. Uh, Small game hunting is still in effect. Uh, However, some public areas uh, could be closed due to some high water from the overflowing rivers. In fact, I'll get to that in just a minute. Uh, It's a good day for the Bayou Cleanup. That's going to happen over in St. Bernard Parish out of Campos Marina. About 9 a.m., you can show up if you want to help clean up debris that all those storms uh, saw some along brought in. We'll tell you how to do that. We talked to Robbie Campo in just a couple of minutes. We're also got some other field reporters all around the coast, and we're going to preview. This weekend's Bayou Wild TV program. It's featuring a record Super Bowl speckled trout catch, sheephead on ultralight jig poles, and Chef John Folt shows you what to do with those puppy drum you've been catching and wondering how to cook them. Outdoor calendar of events, and we got the story of a couple of hunters busted for using cracked corn as decoys. What? (laughs) They are our bad boys of the outdoors. Here's your coastal marine forecast. Bleak as it is, north winds 15 to 20 offshore uh, today and tomorrow, so that's going to mean probably three to six-foot seas out there. uh, Offshore fishing probably out for the most part interior north winds 10 to 15 choppy conditions on the bigger interior lakes and bays. If you can, I would say freshwater fishing is the way to go. Now if you got a, a Mardi Gras hunt plan, let me caution you very popular hunting area close to Metro New Orleans is the Pearl River Wildlife Management Area. That area closes automatically when the Pearl River gauge at Pearl River reaches 165. That projection, is projected to happen at 4 a.m. Tuesday morning Mardi Gras day so if you were planning on using your holiday to hunt there uh, make sure these projections are very accurate uh, there's a very good possibility it will be closed now Bogachita which is north of there closes at 15:05 and that is projected to hit 15:06 by 6 p.m. tomorrow night So the Bogachita Wildlife Refuge may close also. Right now, Pearl River gauge is at 13.79, but continues to rise. And there's a lot of other areas, too. So before you uh, make your plans, make sure you check those river stages. I just had a text report came in from the River Rat, and he says the Natalbany is out of its banks in Springfield, but the Blood River is almost Norman. Normal. That's pretty weird. Yes, it is. All right, so we'll be right back after this timeout. We'll be joined by Robbie Campo. They've got a bayou cleanup and a crawfish ball going on over there. Sounds good. We'll tell you how to get involved right after this timeout. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And we're going to talk to Robbie Campo. Campo's Marina, Shell Beach, the site of the Bayou cleanup happening about nine o'clock this morning down there. Robbie, this has really been a dreary kind of week. How was the fishing down there?
1: Well,
2: you know, Don, I've been trying to give you a, a, a good report for some time now, and I, I've been coming up with, I've been coming up short with that. But uh, this past week, I tell you, even though it was. Um, it was foggy and it was, you know, it was wet and you know, it. Was, you just wouldn't think about that being a, re- you know, really good condition to fish in. Um, so it a- actually it was pretty, pretty doggone good. It did. Uh, uh, Tuesday we had, I had a gentleman go behind Hope Dale and did a drift in Hope Bay Lagoon. Uh, actually Lake Amita, picked up some trout on Voodoo Shrimp in there. Uh, Wednesday, Captain Giacomo uh, went out by the fort right here, picked up 35 trout by the fort. That same day, Captain Jonathan fished the islands out there. Wade fished the islands got out there and wound up picking up 85 trout. Um, and then, you know, the other people I fished this week, you know, I mean, they slaughtered the bass around here um, this, this past week. It did. It was a. It was really a good week for fishing. Now, as the week it, and, and you know. I always say that today's your day to fish. That's not going to happen. This is the bad news part about what happened last week. Good news last week was they caught fish. This week, I mean this Saturday, yeah, that ain't going to happen. Because um, every place that they caught fish, your speckled trout, except the Lake uh, Lake Amita area behind Hopedale, is going. That'll be fishable. But Lake Barn is going to be out. The outside's going to be out. You're not going to go out there because it's blowing. You know, it's entirely too hard. Um, <clears throat> what will probably happen this week, though, Don, uh, we, we're probably going to see that redfish jubilee that we are, we've been talking about for the past few weeks here. Um, if the, You know, we have to have two things happen here. Um, we're going to get cold, so that's going to happen. But the water has to go extremely low. But if the water does not go extremely low, you're still not out of the ballpark yet because you could still put your boat in because <clears throat> it's going to be cold enough that those fish are going to hunker down in those deep holes. Any place that you could find with a deep hole, and especially behind the Hopedale area, uh, in East Bayou, Middle Bayou, Bayabatola, Robin, um, uh, any one of those deep, uh, uh Rosita Canal, Rosita Bayou, whatever, anywhere back there that has a deep hole in it that's got 20 feet or more water in it, those fish are going to hunker down in those deep holes and all that's going to require is a little dead bait and a hook. And I think you're going to be on some fish this week. Um, um, Don, um, switching gears, we, we do have the cleanup today. Um, we, you know, the water is a little high, so if you're coming to participate in the cleanup, um, you know, uh, down here, you, you want to bring some boots. Boots is going to be a definite. Uh, waders, you know, uh, if you have your duck hunting waders or whatever, but if you're coming to participate in the cleanup uh, and you bring in your boat, you, we're not going to charge you for a back down. Your back down will be free. Um, a couple other things. Uh, people were calling and asking about, well, do we need trash bags and do we need bring drinks? Uh, no, you're not going to need all that. Um, Mr. Robin Patty from Thrive it Financial is donating the bags. They're going to They're be here this morning uh they're bringing the bags the soft drinks the water the gloves um but you're going to have to bring your boots and your um you know cuz the water is up a little bit I'm sure it's going to start falling here in a little bit uh but bring bring i would bring hip boots if it was me I would have hip boots on um or 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 your waders from you know you you duck up most of, most of you guys are duck on us uh bring your waders uh, cuz would be the, that would be the safest thing so <laughs> you get wet so uh because it's kind of cold to get wet. Um, um, Hats off to our parish officials, Don. You know, without Captain Jimmy Carly, you know, big thank you to uh, Captain Jimmy Carley this morning and for this thing, putting this thing on. Um, Our parish officials, we got probably some of the best parish officials I've ever seen in this parish since I've been living in it, and I've been here all my life. Um, You know, they really care about this environment. Um, You know, they made this happen. Uh, Miss Carrie Calais, Mr. Richie Lewis, Mr. Freddie Everhart, and our whole parish council, and last but not least, our parish president Guy McGinnis, because he makes this happen. Uh, when we ask him for something, he he he's dead, he's on it, man. So um, kudos to those guys for for doing all of this and uh, and making this possible. And like I said, if you're coming down here to campus this morning, you can back your boat in. And if you're part of the cleanup and you want, you know, you're participating in it, you will not get charged for a backdown. So, um, with that said, Don, there you have it.
0: Robbie, one more thing: uh, How is this going to be organized as far as areas? So I come down there. How do I know where to go? So everybody's not in the same spot. Are they going to be directing people to different parts of the bayou?
2: Well, uh, uh Jimmy Carly says he's got a plan. <laughs> That's all I know. okay, okay, That's all I thought about that. He says I got a plan. I said, "All right, so yeah, but I think what he's going to do is just break uh take a few boats and start, you know, at the end of the road here and take a few boats go up the bayou and, you know, on on the other side of the bridge and, you know, uh so we'll have them all scattered out and then they're going to we're going to I'm going to ride around collecting the trash and I'll be bringing it back and forth here uh with my boat. Cause I got I, you know I got a big privateer, that's a big open boat. You no, know, um, we'll be bringing the trash back over here and putting it in the trucks where it belongs, and getting it to the dump and getting it out our bayous.
0: Well, Robbie, our uh, producer Doug says from now on you will be known as Robbie the Trash Man. So congratulations, yeah. my friend. <laughs> yeah, that's a heck of a title. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a great effort, and and thanks to everybody involved in it, and keep that bayou looking good. And, Robbie, uh, let us know. Uh, I'm sure you'll have a way and you can give us an idea of how much stuff was picked up next week.
2: Yeah, I, I, we're going to try to get that to, uh, you know, I'll have something for you, Don. I know it's gonna, they're bringing two of, the, two of them big trash trucks, that, uh, you know, the dump body trash trucks down here. So I, I don't see any problem with filling both of them up, I promise you. I don't. <laughs> but uh, we'll try to have a weight on that for you.
0: Free-boiled crawfish for the participants, too, to follow.
2: Absolutely, yep, and there will be ball crawfish at the end of this deal season. So, uh, yep, don't forget about that.
0: Thanks, Rob. Y'all have a good day out there, and we'll catch up with you next week.
2: Okay, buddy. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.
0: All right, Robbie Campo, the trash man at Campo's Marina. All right, coming back, got some text messages, more fishing reports. It's what you and I love to talk about every Saturday morning, as long as I can talk. We'll be back to do it on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And we head out to Hackberry Rod and Gun and talk to Captain Kirk Stansel and get our fishing report on that area. Kirk, are you guys uh, bracing for the onslaught of this uh, Arctic blast that's gonna be coming early next week?
3: You better believe it. It's uh <laughs> tell you what, it's pretty daggum cold over here right now. Oh. Uh, but yeah, we're getting ready. I think this freeze is gonna uh you know, we're we're tightening everything up down here. I'm gonna drain the lodge and all that stuff, uh
1: and
3: just sit back and wait and see what happens.
0: If they could, you know, I'm I, I just. I was going to say, I got a I got a text in that says, and I hope that this doesn't happen, but it says, when the fish kill happens on Tuesday, do fishing regulations such as size and numbers taken still apply? Well, they absolutely do because they are possession limits. But in an emergency rule, I guess wildlife and fisheries could relax that if there's dead fish and not allowing them to go to waste. But hopefully that it will not cool that quickly to where we get a trout kill. When's the last time you guys had a fish kill? That There was one over in the central and eastern part of the state a couple years ago. It was kind of minor and basically went unreported. Can you remember the last bad fish kill you guys experienced?
3: Yeah, three years ago. I remember it well. I mean, it was a big time fish kill, Don. Uh, I mean, and it went underreported. And, I mean, cause we went out and looked and saw the fish. It was there were dead fish everywhere, and over at the weirs. I mean, for a week there were just dead redfish boiling out of those weirs coming out.
0: Yeah, it's got to get really was, cold for the reds.
3: Yeah, it does. And then, uh, then I mean, then trout. I mean, that year it was just it was hard to catch a trout, and it's been uh you know we're just now rebounding from that freeze, and because uh, and here we go again. I, like you said, i hope hopefully this you know the way it's come through and it's slow coming through, maybe these fish can get to deeper water, and uh, then you know we, they don't get shocked as bad of course if if it stays below freezing for more than twenty four hours, there's gonna be a fish kill
0: yeah i think we can probably anticipate that and just hope that it's not that bad so how has it been uh you know february not a real good month but you know you can get some some good opportunities if the weather kind of backs up and we've had just about everything you can imagine this week we had wind some days we had fog some days we had rain right uh how's it been
4: uh
3: just you know i haven't i didn't fish this week don none of us did we we're uh we didn't uh, we didn't put a boat in water this week and go, so I can't give you a good report. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you're not the only one that chose not to go. I mean, you know, it's uh only the foolhardy and the brave go in some of these conditions that we've got out there. You're right, that's just went went time fishing. But um, based on that that last time we had a hard hard cold freeze like that, how long does it take before the fish actually get active again and start biting once it warms up?
3: Uh, you know, Don, probably as soon as it warms up and the water temperature gets back up, you know, you'll get some activity. But, uh, you know, just, it just, it, all depends. I'm, I'm, it, that's a hard question to answer right there.
0: Yeah, <laughs> really I, I know it is. I know it is. Well, I imagine you got more ducks than you've seen all season now ahead of this. There probably, are a bunch probably ducks, still a lot bunch of come.
3: ducks. <laughs> uh, yeah, there, there's been a bunch of ducks since uh, all two or three days after the season closed, you know, the, the pressure moved off of them. they moved back in they moved in the marsh and been a bunch of ducks. Sure have. You know, and, you know, and things, Donna, that... I want to Hey, I, I was wanting Go to ahead. mention about, you know, this freeze situation. You know, I remember, you know, I was here when the freeze of eighty three and eighty nine and uh this, you know, I'm I read a lot on social media that they're comparing these to the freezes of eighty three and eighty nine. And I, I just I don't I don't think it's going to be as bad as the 83-89 freeze because those we had warm weather when these arctic blasts came through and it stayed colder for longer so i, I think we're going to be better off let's just hope and pray that it's not as bad as those
1: those were yeah, i agree
0: with you i agree with you that 89 89- Caught the fish by surprise. I mean, it was 71 yeah. day and dropped to near freezing temperatures in the water the next and to safer, deeper water. But I think that's exactly. going to be different this time. And certainly hope so, for sure.
3: Yeah, that's
0: right. Well, Kirk, uh, give us your phone number. People want to, you know, when things warm up, I'm sure they're not coming down there early part right. of this you know, week, but they got a plan for that spring run. They want to get a hold of you. How do they do it?
3: Well, uh, they can give us a call at 888 uh, 888- 762-3391, uh, hackberryrodandgun.com. And I plan on Alrighty. being on the lake Tuesday. Uh, I'm going out Tuesday and Wednesday. I plan on being on the lake and, uh, and just seeing for myself what's going on out there.
0: I got you. Well, give us a good report hopefully next week.
3: Okay, Don. Okay, Don. Thanks, Kirk. You bet. You have a good one. Thank you.
0: All righty. Kirk Stansel at the Hackberry Rod and Gun, and, uh, yeah, we're bracing for this onslaught of some serious cold weather, possibly causing some fish kills. Uh, speckled trout, probably the most susceptible. Redfish have a higher tolerance. Bass, even a higher tolerance than them. But uh, the trout could be the one that's in danger. All right, get to your text messages and some more info right after this time out on the Outdoors with Down Dubuque, Radio all right, we have some text messages coming in. Uh, one from Justin, who lives in the Gentilly Wildlife Refuge, wishing us a happy Mardi Gras. And I know a lot of you were planning on having that extra day off to get some fishing or hunting in, but it's going to be some brutal weather out there. Maybe some rabbit hunting or squirrel hunting might be in order, but being on the water, ooh, you got you got to be pretty brave and well wrapped up. Uh, he has a question, so He says, I do catch and release. If another person wants to keep the fish, does that become part of his limit? Uh, yes, it does. Uh, but, I mean, you know, if you're going to release them to him, oh, I'm not sure if you mean that you have to count those if you release them, but I th- what I'm assuming is if the other person wants your fish, does that become part of his limit? Yes, it does. If you give those fish to him, then they're his. But if you keep them and keep them as your limit, and then you give them to him later as, once they're cleaned, Uh, Nothing wrong with that. But then again, you wouldn't be doing catch and release. (laughs) I know it's confusing. Hope that helps. All right. The tomato lady, Ann, says, good cold morning. I'm going to have tomato popsicles in Covington at the food market, at the farmer's market. I have my better health helping since I broke my wrist last week fighting with a fence pole. You got to stop that, Ann. There's no future in that. A bummer. No rabbit hunting or fishing for eight weeks. See what happens. All right, we have some more. This one says, uh, I'm at work this weekend, so I can't do any fishing. Weather too bad anyway, but as always, have your show in the shop. Have a great day, brother. That's from the Irish Kunaf. Uh, This one says, wildlife and fisheries should temporarily lift limitation two to three days prior to the freezing date would be a good idea. Well, you don't really know what the results are going to be how extensive the kill, even if there's going to be a kill. So to do something prior, I don't think that would be possible. But, you know, if they see that, it happens. And in some most cases, they, they, they do allow you to go out and collect them, and there's no penalties, you know, if the fish are dead. But we'll see. All right, right after this pause, we're going to come back, and I'm going to tell you about uh, a great soccer event, white perch, crappie, whatever you want to call them, taking place today. A report from Blaine Salter next after we let our local stations identify themselves on the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, Blaine Salter got me a report now. Blaine, of course, is the uh, son of J.B. Salter, uh, Jigging Poles. In fact, it was, he appears on this week's Bayou Wild TV. If you haven't seen it, you got a chance to watch it on YouTube or tomorrow night on Cox Sports TV, catching Sheephead on those light-action jigging poles. Well, today he's going to be hosting the Crappie Masters Weigh-In at Bayside Marina, that's in Pierre Part. Uh, this is in the, in Lake Verret. The Crappie Trail starts at 7 a.m., the weigh-in is at Bayside. There's going to be free gumbo and food festivities at three o'clock. It's the first event of the year for the circuit. Uh, J- Blaine will be hosting a live event on Facebook starting at two o'clock. He's got a report from the Bayou Pigeon area. The fishing's picking up. Good catches taking place. Average trips producing anywhere from 15. To thirty five fish. Now this is Sokole now. The bite has been a late afternoon bite. The sizes are above average. The spawn is very close. Females have full bellies and the males are holding in three to four inches or aggressive. I wonder if he's meant three to four feet. He's had reports of quality fish caught in six feet of wa- six inches of water. Reports to the Lake Verette and Connection waterways, including Bayou Corn, the Grassy Lake, are the same. Uh, Patterson's follow. Aggressive males, three to four feet of water, and some females being caught in six inches of water, depending on what changes this weather had on the Socolay. We're predicting a great turnout and record weights. Now five inches of water in the biggest cold front of the year. We will see what happens. Folks are welcome to come to the weigh-in. Highest-ranked Socolay fishermen in the state are going to be there. It's time to register at Bayside Landing, and you can join the crappie masters of South Louisiana Trail. Uh, they share their methods, and the winners are going to be showcased on the Facebook show on South Louisiana Crappie Masters' Facebook page, so you might want to check that out. He said it's going to be cold, but it's going to be fun. They're predicting it's going to take 9 to 10 pounds to be a winner uh, based on the catches that have been happening in the last two weeks. But who knows with the weather and who knows with fishing, because that's what it is. It ain't always catching. All right, let me get to, back to some more text. This one says, if there's a fish kill... It could be a blessing in disguise for those suffering with food shortage to get some free food to eat. Maybe someone could get refrigerated trucks and boats to collect the free fish. Better than letting them go to waste. Uh, not a bad idea, but they really don't go to waste and because everything in the water is recycled. I mean, there's crabs and other organisms that would eat the, de- the deteriorating fish and so they, they kind of get recycled into the system there but uh Yeah, it might not be a bad idea to do that. Maybe the hunters for the hungry, you know, they accept fish donations, and they could sure get them to some people who need them. All right, we come back after this break. We're going to get a fishing report from the Empire area. We're going to be talking to Mitch Jurisich at Delta Marina, tell you what's heading down in his way. Right after this time out, where you're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, our text number is 504-260-1870. Questions, comments are welcome here to the show. And if you got a fishing report or a hunting report, send it along to us. Right now we're getting one of those fishing reports from the Delta Marina proprietor, Mitch Jurasich. Mitch, how you doing this morning? You getting ready for some cold weather? Yes, we are, Don. It's blowing down here. It's getting cooler and uh At least it's
5: not raining this morning, which is a plus, but uh, (laughs) we're not expecting a whole lot to happen here today. You know, uh, it's more like hunting weather than fishing weather right now.
0: Yeah, we sure could have used this a couple weeks ago for the duck and the deer seasons. Well, Mitch, what's been going on down there as far as uh, hot spots and bait availability for people this week? And, of course, probably after the freeze goes and fishing gets back to normal in the latter part of next week and next weekend, what could they expect? Well,
5: actually, Don, there's been some decent catches of speckled trout on the really good days when the weather permits. We had a uh, family go out uh, last Saturday. You know, the weather was pretty nice last week, I think Sunday. And uh, and they actually caught a beautiful mixed bag, of sheephead, redfish, and they had some nice, really nice trout. Not a whole lot, but what they had was some really nice two, two-and-a-half-pound trout, you know, and... Uh, and of course, we always have the live shrimp available. We're very fortunate to have our live bait guy work for us throughout the winter, and he keeps some really nice shrimp coming in, good and fresh and lively. Plus, we have our, our dead bait. And uh, yesterday, we had some guys come in and get, you know, get their live bait. And I asked them, said, so, well, trout must be turned on a little bit with it before this weather, but they said no, it's sheephead and drumfish their clients are asking for. So I said, well, I guess the live bait'll catch them also. You know, it, it works great. But uh, but they said they've been doing some real nice catches a little further up the road in the Happy Jack area, and that's the beauty part about where we're at. You know, you can run north, south, east, or west, and uh, and we get you know people starting to learn about that real quick uh you know running out of here we have everything available so the guys were actually run from happy jack pick up a live bait here and head back up that way to go fishing so it's been slow this winter you know uh with all of these cold fronts and everything, and as I said before, I wish I was in a deer stand this morning, but I'm sitting on the <laughs> on the front of the uh, in the front porch of the Delta Marina waiting on someone to show up. So.
0: <laughs> you know, Mitch, uh, you mentioned sheephead and and drum. Uh, our TV show Bayou Wild this week featured catching sheephead, and I can't tell you how many people have reacted to that. Do you see a a, a kind of a trend? I mean, still speckled trout is the king. That's what everybody wants. It's a glamorous fish. But more and more people are interested in getting those black drum, the puppy drum, and the sheephead. Are you finding that from the, the guides and the fishermen that come out of your marina?
5: Yes, we sure are, especially sheephead. People are really starting to catch on. They're starting to figure out how to clean them, and, you know, I eat sheephead. I've been eating them since I, I was born, basically. And uh, we call them base snapper. You know, the meat is just beautiful, white, and, and just as tasty and clean as anything you want. You know, uh, and people are starting to catch on to that. But I feel sorry for the poor people cleaning fish because they look at these big catches of sheephead and they frown. But, but they have yes. something to do, you know. But they really are. They, I, I've noticed a lot of a lot of my clients right now in the winter months are starting to catch on that sheephead is the king of the winter.
0: You know, uh, you, of course, you remember uh, Harry Lee, the uh, legendary sheriff of Jefferson Parish. That was his favorite fish was the sheephead, and his favorite recipe was about as simple as it would get. He would take bacon grease and ginger, and then he would half shell the the sheephead and put them on the grill and, you know, baste them with that that, uh, bacon grease and ginger. And he had people following him all over looking for head. And, uh, you know, I got to agree with him. Sheephead is, whether you fry it, you can boil it like crab meat, you can grill it. No matter what you do, it it's a good, white, flaky meat.
5: Yeah, it sure is. And that's, you know, as I mentioned before, you know, growing up on the bayou, staying at the camp throughout the summer months uh, and everything, and my grandmother being of Croatian descent. You know they didn't throw anything away, so when we caught sheephead, whatever it was, especially sheephead, she would scale that thing, and when she baked it on the coals and on the shell pile there, it had the head and everything, and we didn't we didn't have nothing but bones left by the time we finished. But it it is, it's really, it's really a clean tasting meat. You know, it just takes takes a little skill to learn how to clean around the bones and. uh, and to get the most meat you can off of it, but and you know the good thing about it, there's really some beautiful sized sheephead right now. If there was some fishing rodeos going on right now, I think we'd be breaking some rodeo records.
0: Yep, it's a it's a great fish, and it's it's finally starting to get over the name and you know all the negative stuff about them. People are enjoying catching them. You can't complain about the fight you get on them. I mean, they turn sideways on you, and they'll they'll give you a nice fight.
5: Oh, yeah, they'll fool you now. You think you got something much bigger, but but they are, and i tell you what, though, getting that hook out of that mouth still takes skill. I still I still fight with that. They're going to bend many a hook, I can tell you
0: that. Tell you, they will definitely do that, and they, they're good at stealing bait, too. you got to detect, you got to keep a tight line and detect that little bite and be ready to set that hook. Mitch, I'm, I'm hoping we don't get a fish kill out of this freeze, but I may be calling you maybe Wednesday or so, and if you can kind of keep an eye out, and we'll see what kind of damage is done when this, this hard cold front gets through.
5: Right. Well, I hope not either, because I'm going to tell you, we really, we're really really looking towards spring right now, looking ahead. It looks like we're going to have some really good fishing ahead, especially when the weather warms up for those couple of days. It looks like the trout are still there, you know, and they, they're ready to bite. The red fishing has been a little slow. Uh, but, yes, uh, we will be monitoring that. And I, fortunately enough, I think we're going to stay here in south louisiana and the coastal waters i think we're going to be safe but you know there's still a bunch of ifs on this cold front and just these cold fronts coming and just how how much effect we're going to get it doesn't take much we're not too many miles away you know baton rouge and and prairieville and those areas are looking at the freeze line and further west really getting close to the coast so so we're going to be monitoring that and hopefully we up right at freezing or above. You know, and, and it takes a really hard freeze to get these fish, get these fish dormant, you know, and uh, and also we hope, and I mean, we got the heaters going in the live shrimp tanks to, to get that water warm and hopefully get them through this ordeal, too.
0: All right, sounds good. Mitch, before you go, give us Delta Marina's phone number in case somebody wants to call you during the week.
5: Okay, our phone number is 657-5116. We're also on Google at DeltaMarina.com. And our website is info at the dot com, my email address. And you can reach us there. We have cabins available. Uh, you know, everything you need to for your for your stay, your fishing and the one stop shop basically.
0: Yeah, and we'll be looking forward to the reopening of the restaurant too once the renovations are finished. Should be great.
5: That that should be March fourth. We're looking forward to it. We've we're really coming along nicely. We we're ahead of schedule right now, but you know, that can all change with this weather coming, you know. And everything. We just hope the workers can keep getting it done so we're ready for the
0: reopening. Uh, I'll come down there and get some sheep head on a plate.
5: (laughs) That'll work. (laughs) Chef Bernie is really good at preparing (laughs) preparing some fish dishes. He he surprises us constantly, so that's what I love about him. But we're looking forward to it, Don, and thank you so much and for everything you do for the communities and and keeping people posted and up to date on what goes on around.
0: Quite welcome, Mitch. Thank you again, my friend. Talk to you next time. All right, Don, have a good one. All right, that's Ms. Juricic, Delta Marina. Coming back, we talked to Captain Daryl Carpenter. In fact, he is featured cleaning Sheephead on this week's Bayou Wild TV. A little quick demonstration, if you haven't seen it. Back with him right after this. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And we get our fishing reports from the Grand Isle and surrounding area from Captain Darrell Carpenter, RealScreamers.com, and Daryl, there's some concern, and I've got to tell you, I'm a little bit concerned, too, depending on how far south this Arctic blast extends. Uh, we could be in for a little bit of a fish kill. Uh, what has been your experience with fish kills down in Grand Isle? We had one couple, three years ago down there. kind of went underreported, but I think it had a pretty devastating effect uh, for the next year or so. But then after it freezes, my experience has been after a few years, it comes back more than ever. Yeah, it
4: does, Don. Uh, you know, some of those fish will get trapped in, if it cools off enough. Uh, some of those fish will get trapped in some shallow water and they, they may end up perishing. You know, the, the, if, they, if so, it would be bad timing more than anything else because, you know, you've got wildlife and fisheries that's in their year-long review of speckled trout stock and so forth. So if, if any decline in the stock right now, of course, they would use to their advantage. Uh, but, you know, I mean, Don, this week, I mean, the water was seventy-two degrees around Grand Isle, and I ain't got to tell you what happens. But it was, heck, Thursday, we were catching speckled trout on top water in the middle of the day. They—they they, it's like they woke up and said, "Here we are." Uh, <laughs> there was—I mean, all week long, there's just been speckled trout everywhere. Now, there's—I yeah, I say that, but I. I should caveat with they've got Davis pond flowing at 9,000 cubic feet a second. So if you go too far to the north or too far to the east, you start running into muddy water. That kind of, you know, that kind of puts the bite down somewhat, but, but anywhere, anywhere where I ran that water was just gorgeous, man. I mean, beautiful, clean, clear water. And like I said, it was running 72 trout just busted loose. I, I cleaned my first, Big trout with, with uh, egg sacks in them this week. So Mother Nature is doing its thing as long as, you know, and maybe it was a good thing it was 72 degrees this week because then it's going to take a little bit longer to cool, cool that water off. Uh, I think what will probably cool it off faster than anything else is all that rainwater starts draining through those basins, that cold rainwater. Um, and we are going into slack tides. So we've got a few things to kind of keep an eye on and worry about, but, you know, as long as it's a slow, gradual cool off of the water and gives those fish a chance to go hunker back down in their deep holes, then uh, I'm hoping we're going to be okay.
0: Darrell, what about boats? What precautions should a bone order take when uh, you're sitting on a trail and it's going to be in an area maybe where where you live, where are expecting some teens and stuff? What should you do to protect uh, your boat and your engine?
4: Well, yeah, well the you know, a lot of it depends on when's the last time you ran it. Um, you know, because whether or not you've had a chance for all the water to get out of the engine and so forth. Of course, everybody overlooks their live well systems. If you've got water still in your live well hoses, you know, do what you can. Make sure the ends are open, it's got room water's got room to expand. But the absolute best thing that I've ever ever done with mine when they were when we were hitting the teens, drape that engine with a piece of plastic, whether it be bisclean or something like that. And get you one of those little clamp on shop lights. And you can clamp it onto the lower unit. Heat rises. You clamp the shop light onto the lower unit, cover everything with something that's non-flammable, and it's gonna trap all the heat and keep everything from freezing.
0: Great advice. Daryl, I wanna thank you for that sheep head cleaning demonstration. We we got the opportunity to use that on this week's Buy You Wild. You know, your kind of a shortened version. Of getting that fillet off of a sheephead, it's going to go a long way. Because, boy, I tell you, we had a lot of people react to that program. We made a, we made a, <laughs> believers on a lot of trout fishermen as far as going with sheephead. And I know you've always fished for them.
4: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 got it's meeting the box. I mean, you know, in our industry, a lot of times, a lot of times, it's all about meeting the box, and that's you know, it's a great fill in. You know, we haven't seen a we haven't seen those sheephead gang up so far this year like we normally do, and it could be because, like I said, we had seventy-two degree water this week.
0: Well, they'll have a change, and maybe they will congregate with this colder water. <laughs> Daryl, thanks for the report. Uh, great advice for the boat owners. We appreciate that. They can find you at realscreamers.com. You're on my website. Give them the telephone number if they want some info. Two two five nine three seven
4: six two eight eight.
0: All right, put your jacket on and we'll see you next Saturday.
4: Uh-uh, hug the fireplace.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Good idea. All right, yeah, I had the fireplace going last night. All right, we come back. We got another hour of this stuff. And if I can make it with my voice and you can put up with listening to it, we'll get through it right here on the outdoors with Don Dubuque. Radio. And welcome into hour number two. Uh, Got me one of those little throat lozenges to try to help things out. Uh, You're just tuning in and wondering who this is. It's actually me. Uh, Got a relapse on my laryngitis. Hopefully it'll be cleared up by next Saturday morning. Should be. Anyway, we still got lots to talk about. Got fishing reports coming from Eric Mohabarak, Ryan Lambert, also Captain Mike Gallo. So stay tuned for those. And if you want to send us a text message, it's 504-260-187. he got some uh, good advice coming in here on the text board. It uh, says, Don, remind folks, put their boat battery charges on trickle charge. Dead or weak batteries have a higher freezing point than charged ones. That's a good idea. Save your battery. We also have the Lafayette Yacker checking in from Chile Acadiana. He says it's time to let the fish rest until this frigid blast passes. All right, want to text us, 504-260-1870. I was hoping, I think we're going to get a little rabbit report. Our friends over at the Convent uh, Hunting Club are going to be dropping the tailgates and releasing the hounds here shortly, and we'll give you an update on how rabbit hunting has been going. Uh, As far as Bayou Wild TV, well, I tell you, had a lot of reaction to this week's show that's airing right now. Um, It's called Giant Specs and Jigging Sheep. And Kenny Krieger, who caught the number two all-time, some people argue it's the number one speckle trout in the state, uh, tells his story of how he caught it on Super Bowl Sunday of 1999. And then Kenny and myself and Captain Martha and Chris LeCocque from Bayou Wild and uh, Blaine Salter, who we were talking about earlier with those jigging poles, uh, went out and did something I've been wanting to do for a long time, and that's jigging sheephead on ultralight tackle. We had a blast, and you can catch that action. Plus, uh, John Foltz, he makes some uh, drum boulettes. Now, you can also do it with the sheep head, and those basically are fried fish balls. And boy, that's another one that'll make you hungry. So check that out. You can always go to BayouWildTV.com and watch all our past episodes. Uh, you can go to YouTube and watch the current show. It's airing right now. And there's, on our website, there's a whole list of stations and systems, networks that, that carry the program. Uh, tomorrow night at 7 p.m., it'll be on uh, uh, Cox Sports TV, our main distributor. All right. Bayou Wild TV also, we have a new recording studio. And it's a place called Etouffee, Authentic Cajun Cuisine. It's on Highway 190, just off the highway, uh, between Mandeville and Covington. And it's the Calais family from down in Cutoff. And let me tell you, they have brought Cajun Cuisine, the real deal, to the North Shore of Lake Pontchartrain. If you want to try it out, stop by there on a Monday. Uh, We will be there two Mondays a month. And Kim, the, the general manager, she's got the schedule. If you want to call over there and find out which days we're going to be there, we are scheduled to be there not this Monday but the following Monday, 22nd. We'll be there taping. I invite you to come by and have some lunch, and, and really a good lunch, and talk some hunting and fishing with Martha and I. Also, want to remind you about the bass, cash, bash. Uh, if saltwater fishing's off because of the cold weather, bass fishing is still on. You could win over two million dollars in prizes that are being offered. I'm talking boats, truck, cash prizes. Go to bashcashbash.com. You'll find out it's all over Texas, Louisiana, Alabama lakes. And if you're going to be fishing in one of those areas and you're going to be doing some freshwater fishing, Believe me, be worth it. It's like getting an insurance policy in case you, because it happens every year. Same thing with CCA stars. Somebody catches one of those tagged redfish, but they fail to register and they miss out. So you don't want to be, as they say, be that guy. Check it out. All right, coming back after this, it's Born on the Bayou. Captain Mike Gallo found out what he's doing to get ready for this approaching cold front that's going to be hitting the Gulf Coast early next week. We'll be back with his report after this time out. Oh, he gets down with that singing, and it introduces Captain Mike Gallo for his fishing report, which is brought to you by SeaTow. And, you know, each week we kind of joke about getting stuck out there and SeaTow comes to the rescue. This kind of weather that's approaching, it is very serious. But if you've got a Seato policy and you get it for $179 for a whole year, you've got peace of mind knowing that no matter what the weather, if you run out of fuel. If you need to be towed in, if you've got electrical problems, Tow will come to the rescue. It's like having AAA policy on the water, and to get it, it's very easy. You go to com or call Captain Chris, 504-301-4545, and he will sign you up. Captain Mike Gallo joins us now. And, Mike, uh, what are you doing in preparation for this Arctic blast that's coming down here? <laughs> I'll make sure I have plenty of Firewood. <laughs> Yep, and, and of course, you know you got a lot of exposed pipes and stuff over there at the camp. I guess you got to take care of all that, batting down the hatches and stuff.
6: Yeah, we've dealt with this many times over the years. I'll, I have some drains. I can shut the water off and drain it out, and uh, the lodge will be just fine. We've we've been down this road before. Um, days like today, Don, you 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 put together a checklist on things you'd like to make sure are functioning properly on your boat for when springtime gets here, you're able to go out and have a productive trip and not be dealing with things like a bilge pump that has a seal that's leaking or your live well pump. You know, you can make a checklist, and it's not a a big checklist, but make sure that your fire extinguisher is up to date. Make sure that your flares are up to date. They have expiration dates on flares nowadays. Just those types of things. Boat safety. I make sure I have all that stuff in order. Obviously, when we get a warm day and I get ready to start chartering on a more regular basis, I'll go through that list, make sure everything's working good, and we'll be off and running. Of course, on that list is my CTO membership
0: for sure absolutely well mike uh, during these cold cold days uh, and people that still want to get out and fish redfish bass now in your area that's probably what they would want to concentrate on maybe look for some of them in the, the deeper holes and cuts and uh water that is going to remain just a little warmer maybe because it's uh, not moving as fast or maybe because it's got some depth to it exactly um if
6: you know when this cold front does come through it's probably going to be a lot of north wind with it and that'll push a lot of water out the deeper areas like Robbie was talking about will be where a lot of those fish will congregate a light a light jig head with a downsized plastic i know a couple of weeks ago we talked about cutting a little piece off of your matrix or your favorite plastic to make it a smaller profile But a fairly slow presentation, make sure you keep your line tight at all times because the bite will probably be very soft, very light. Um, But either of finding them, that's the the more difficult part, concentrate on those deep holes and out of the current. Uh, Usually in the, the turns of a bayou or where two bayous intersect, there'll be a deeper hole and you can look at your tide guides and see when the tide's going to slow down and, and start to turn around and come in or go out, and that'll be some of your better times when the water slows down. So you're exactly right. The deeper holes and the slower water movement will probably be the best areas to try. You could put some dead shrimp, put a little piece of shrimp on your plastic, or you can fish with dead shrimp because uh, when
0: the pickings get, get scarce, those fish will eat what they can yeah, and it's very important to, to make sure you keep slack out of your line because you know what that bite is sometimes. It's nothing, but I call it a tick. You know, it's just like a little bit of tiny little tap, and if you got any slack in your line, you're not going to feel that at all because those fish are lethargic. They may want to feed, but they're not really aggressive where they're going to grab it and make a run with it.
6: i tell you an interesting story, Don. Many years ago, you and I were fishing, and you set the hook and missed a fish or – Whatever the case was, and I said, Did you get a bite? and you said, I think a gnat landed on my line. <laughs> and if you imagine if you yeah. imagine what it might feel like for a gnat to land on your line, sometimes a bite is that soft or that small. So you really have to pay attention for those light, light ticks like you were talking about.
0: Exactly. Well, Mike, uh, your experience with fish kills, uh, you've seen a few of them come and go. Uh, you know, they're not fun when you're going through it and for the following year. But, boy, that second year after a kill, I don't know whether it's because there's a lot of bait still in the water because there weren't as many predator fish, but it usually comes back very, very strong. I don't. I, I must
6: be an optimist. I sure don't think we're going to have a real big fish kill. Maybe some. But our water temperatures have gradually gotten colder and colder. I know middle of the week, they were around 60, and I did have one boat go out. The only place they found fish was in about five to seven feet of water in some of the big washouts along the Mr. Go. So those fish are already really close to very deep water. So I don't see it being a problem with those fish escaping into some deep water and I just don't
0: think we'll have a big fish kill in this area. Uh, Hopefully not. And, again, you know, we're getting mixed reviews on how cold it's going to get. Some are saying teens. Some are saying, you know, just below the freezing mark for a couple of hours. So time will tell. We'll see and get back to fishing again. Um, Before you go, tell people how they can get a hold of you. If they want to check on reservations at the Spots and Dots Lakehouse Lodge and get a trip in to do a mixed catch, bass, Redfish, sheephead, drum, flounder? Very simple, Don. You can
6: find me on DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com. My website is AAofLA.com. We're on Facebook at Angling Adventures of Louisiana. Or you can call the old reliable telephone, which is 985-781-7811.
0: All righty. Sounds good, Mike. Stay warm, my friend. Get that firewood, and we'll catch up with you next week. All right, Don. You take care of that voice. Uh, It's one of the most precious things I have. It's how I make my living. We'll see you next week, Mike. Thanks again, buddy. All right. All right. Coming back after this, it's time for the paddler's report. Uh, I wonder if you can paddle a kayak through ice. Look looks like you need an icebreaker on it. We'll check in with Captain Eric Mohabarak, get you some cold weather fishing tips from a paddle craft. Right after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. At least when you're stroking, you're burning some energy and keeping warm when you're out on those cold days that are coming. This report is brought to you in conjunction with the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club and a presentation of Massey's Outfitters. They're in Mid-City of New Orleans, Covington, Baton Rouge. Got the best kayak fishing models from brands like Hobie, Jackson Kayak, Native Watercraft. You'll see them on their website. MasseyOutfitters.com, and also check them out on Facebook. We have a couple of members who are field reporters. Eric Mohabarak is one with the Louisiana Kayak Company. Um, Eric, uh, I know you got some sad news to report, but these things need to be done because a lot of people probably have not got the word yet about one of the members of the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club
1: uh y- yes sir um yeah uh we had a a board member and a, a member of a long time uh, i believe it's been about six seven years he's been a member and part of the board his name is jason bain he passed away suddenly this this week um you know we're all uh it was pretty shocking to all of us uh you know he was a great guy um i would like to say you know uh you know, a, a friend of ours and also a former member, uh, Casey Brunning is offering a trip, uh for $20 a head, uh, $20 a ticket or whatever to raise money for for the, for his widow and, and his, and his child, uh, which is awesome. Unbelievable. Uh, all I can say is good things about Jason. He's, he's always been a straight up forward guy. Uh, you know, and, uh, you know, we are trying to raise a little bit of money to try and try and help the family out. And, uh, What we can do, you know, and uh, like I said, Casey with Hurricane Bay Charters is is doing his draft. He's nice enough to donate a $700 trip. And uh, when they do the drawing, it's going to be live on Facebook on the the Bayou Coast page. And uh, any information you need, you can find it on the the Bayou Coast Coast Facebook page. Um, I also shared it on my page too, if you wanted to look on that, um, get the information there. Um, But but it's pretty rough time for the club right now. It's just kind of taken by shock.
0: And I understand that the trip is going to be scheduled on Jason's birthday, Sunday, June 6th. And that's very generous of Casey Brunning. And, you know, Eric, when you belong to these organizations and clubs, it's more than just a fishing. I mean, it's a family. And, you know, to come together and raise funds for the survivors uh, is is certainly a wonderful thing to do. And people can purchase those tickets on that website at Bayou Coast, uh, was it BFC, BFKFC? .com, yeah and They can get the tickets. Yes.
1: Yes. Yes. And there's also a link on the on the on the page on the on the thing on the website on the, on the Facebook page where they can link to.
0: It. Very good. You know, we've been having a lot of reports this morning dealing with freshwater, and I guess it's no exception. That's kind of the hot ticket, with given the conditions we've had lately. What can you tell us for those in the kayaks? Where can they go to pick up some good freshwater fish while it's hot? Well, Don,
1: they've been doing real good in Des Almonds. Uh, actually, they, they caught a few on the bridge, but they seem to move the, the Sakale, I'm sorry, um, Sokele, uh moved to, to, to the shorelines. I guess they're getting in that spawn mode. Also, same thing in Highway 51. And I got a really good report on a man and then the same person I know went back, and he didn't do so good. And then he went back again. And so it's kind of hit or miss, seems like in Manchac. So they were doing pretty good. And that's all off of Highway 51. That's a lot of area you can get to with a kayak. You know, to get all just you can launch anywhere you can throw in the boat right there. You know. Uh, so that's a pretty good spot, and depending on the wind, that's pretty well protected. If you go under that 51 bridge, you know, and you fish a couple of those dead end canals back there, uh, if you can get shiners, of course, that's the best bait. Uh, also, those jigs, you know, like the little matrix ones and the little uh, I can't remember the name, little tube jigs. You know, um, those are some good ones. My favorite one of my favorites is the black and green, as far as using uh, uh, also pink and white seems to be working well. But uh, that's that's what my suggestion is. And also, you know, darn, something that's still going on that more I can't believe more people are taking advantage of this is uh,
0: like concentrate man, uh, they've been killing, (laughs) I know, I know what you're talking about. Uh, a friend of mine, Ronnie Patterson, and his son Jeremy, have been going out there and working them over big time. I'm talking big blue cats. It's the Lake Pontchartrain's full of them, and has a lot of ways to catch them. How do you like to catch those blue cats?
1: Well, man, it's the easiest. Just get the the, the, the swimming noodles, tie a string on them, put a hook on the bottom. Use you know you can use 50 pound monofilament, but but you get some of the twine like they used to fix the Charles with, and just put a hook on it, a circle hook piece of redfish belly, uh, trout belly, sheep, whatever you got, put it on the end and uh, just throw them out there. Make it about three or four foot long on a noodle, you know, and tie one of the ends of the noodle and the noodle stand up and pop around and you go chase it down. That's the easiest way. But if you don't have on uh, I mean, in a fishing pole with shrimp on the bottom will work, you know. Um, I also heard a report that uh, uh, someone was catching them on live cockahoes. He went out to try and catch speckled trout, and he ended up catching a whole pile of, uh, cat, And some large ones, like you said, uh, on, on the live kokaho. So he's been doing good. Crawfish will and work piled too. Up. Crawfish, yeah, yeah crawfish sure, are crawfish. great. You day. might even get a flathead. You might even get a flathead off of that with the crawfish. You know. Yep. Um, well, you got to take advantage
0: little... of what's what's in. You know, when it's on, and believe me, catfishing in the lake is on right now. Um, as far as yeah. when this uh, weather gets right, what would be some spots to to hit first?
1: Well, um, well, when the weather's bad, <laughs> well, I'm say hit the Myrtle Grove Canal. It's uh, uh, the man. Yeah, the, the, the Myrtle Grove Canal should be on fire after as soon as the front gets full cold. And also, maybe, you know, the, the bayou that runs right there by uh, Robbie's Place, uh, what's the name of that? Bayou
0: Bayou Lutra.
1: Bayou Lutra. Yeah, Bayou Lutra yeah. should be. Hopefully on fire. If the water, you know, everybody knows that takes a certain situation. The water gets low and really cold, and then fish pile up up in there, too, right, you know, right. so that that's a good spot. But um, I would try that. And then also uh, uh, Baysons or uh, uh, Gator Cove, you know, they got some deeper canals around there, some dead ends and stuff that would work good, you know. Um, bring you bring you dead bait. I'll always say that during this time of year because, like you said, you can save them sheephead, save a trip with the sheephead, you know, fishing on the bottom, you know, um, which is another fun fish to catch. i got so many of them. Absolutely. It's, it's easy for people to do, you know. So, and I'm um, well, yeah. your question, Don, uh, yeah. about breaking through the ice. You can do it in the hobies. I'm gonna I'm gonna look up the video and I'm gonna send it to you so you can see these guys up north taking the hobies, going through the ice and breaking. Yeah, the I want to see frozen that. Frozen lake up, you know. Yeah. So it should be you could maybe exciting. put some
0: kind of an ice eater on the front of the bow and just go ahead and crunch on through that stuff, huh?
1: Yeah, they ride right through it. Boom! It breaks it up. I was amazed when I seen it. You know, the, the boats have yeah, so much torque uh... with them, so.
0: I'd like to see that. All right, Eric, I got you on my website. If people want to find you and book a trip through you, tell them how to get you on your site as well as a phone number.
1: All right, you can look up uh, the Louisiana Kayak Company on Facebook or on Instagram. And then my phone number is 504-313-8292.
0: All right, thanks. Well, we appreciate it, Captain Eric, and I hope everybody gets right. to participate and try to win that trip with uh, Captain Casey Browning, Hurricane Bay Chars for a great cause. We'll see you next time.
1: All right, Don, have a great day.
0: Bye. All right, we come back. i got some new text messages to share with you, and you know what we do at this time on a Saturday morning. We talk about them bad boys. Got a couple of them for you right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Right, we get text messages throughout the show. Got some new ones in here to share with you. Got a report on the Tickfaw River. has been filthy, dirty all year. Went Wednesday, caught seven throwbacks, but recommend live shiners if you're going to be fishing the dirty water. Uh, here's a question from Joe in the Kiln over in Mississippi. He says, if I catch a tagged redfish that died from cold weather and I'm registered, what to do? Well, you can. I'm assuming you mean a tagged redfish from the Star CCA. Uh, the contest has ended from last year, and the new fish haven't been put in, but there's a chance if you find one. Uh, I would suggest turning it in for the data, but there'll be no prize awarded because it's outside of the contest dates. Uh, here's one that says Jimmy Hyde. He's checking in for the New Orleans Fly Fishers Club. Uh, they've got a fly tying session in the public library in River Ridge on Jefferson Highway from 10 till noon. Might be a good indoor activity if you're into fly tying. All right, we come back after this. Got two bad boys of the outdoors. Their story's next on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Back on January 24th, after observing an area in Assumption Parish had been baited with cracked corn, Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries agents heard gunshots coming from the such baited area. They also observed Terry Lee and Toby Lacoste leaving the baited area in possession of shotguns and found them in the possession of two wood ducks. Upon further investigation, the agents learned that Lee was responsible for placing the bait and leaving empty sacks of corn against a guardrail. The agents seized the two wood ducks, cited Lee and Lacoste for hunting migratory game birds, over a baited area. Lee was also cited for placing bait to take migratory game birds and gross littering. Lacoste was also cited for hunting ducks without a federal stamp, without HIP certification, and state duck license. While most of these violations are federal and will be the most expensive penalties and that will be determined in the federal court, the state violations could bring maximum criminal fines of $950 plus 16 hours community service on a trash truck and up to 30 days in jail. For Terry W. Lee, 55, of Bayou Lores, and Toby R. Lacoste, 38, of Bayou Vista, our bad boys of the outdoors. Now well, the moral of that story, if you're going to put bait illegally, don't leave the bag on the guardrail. <laughs> <laughs> my way. Very suspicious. All right, we come back after this. Let's see if we can get uh, Ryan Lambert. He's been brushing up on his Espanol. I think he's back, or maybe still in Mexico. We never know where he is. He's hard to keep up with, that plastic man. Back with his report after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. He loves to feed fish plastic. That's why we call him the Plastic Man, Captain Ryan Lambert of Cajun Fishing Adventures. And, Ryan, uh, i got to thank you for at least your attempt to spare me uh, the agony of seeing that big pile of beautiful choice ducks that you gathered up down at Nole Hase. But uh, one of your harem girls made sure I saw it. So it didn't work, but I appreciate your effort to keep from making getting me sick over it.
7: I I, I, did, I really didn't show you the big pile of quail. I really didn't want to do that for
0: you. <laughs> oh, well, thanks. Thanks for that. That would have really been bad. So how was the trip down there? Pretty
7: good, huh? Well, one of the best trips I've had since we reopened six years ago. I mean, it was, I just cannot believe how many ducks are still down. I mean, it was phenomenal. I mean, you know, I just shoot male ducks, and, and I limit out every single hunt. I hunted quail for hour and a half and three of us killed a limit in an hour and a half and just quit. it. You know, it was incredible. Just incredible. I just love it down there. It's, um, I I, I got some great videos that I edited together off my, on my barrel, my shot cam. Uh, it's, you know, it just shows people how how to pick the the males out of a group. You know, it's, it's going to be good. I'm going to edit it and put some music to it. And, and, uh, then I use it for a tutorial for, for folks when they come to the lodge and the harem when they go to go to hunting and stuff like that. So uh I can't yeah, wait it, to see that. Pretty deed. Yeah, pretty good deep, yeah. buddy. Uh,
0: so are you getting for per- plastic today? Yeah. Some of those birds may bounce back if they fly in north and they fly into that Arctic front. But, you know, you and I have had some conversations about how few freezes you actually get down there on that peninsula in Plaquemines Parish. The lower part of the parish is kind of more like Florida weather. When's the last time you actually had a, a good hard freeze down there? Can you remember?
7: Yeah, we had one about 2016 when that big giant cold front came through. I was down in Mexico and was 36 there, but it killed the palm trees all the way 20 minutes before me because, you know, I have all those palms, and uh, it didn't mm-hmm. hurt mine, but 20 minutes up the road, it killed palms. So, yeah, 2016, and even this one's gonna, not going to freeze down there. It's just we have, we're have surrounded by so much water that the water temperature kind of uh, keeps maintains a, a certain temperature to where it doesn't hurt as bad last time I saw it, it was gonna be 35 down there and 20 here at home so it's a big difference
0: yeah, and that warm you know air coming off of all that water mixes in with that cold air and keeps it from from getting that cold. so thats that's an added bonus. well so what's the plan for fishing these days down there? What are y'all after? the big red still in?
7: No, everything's gonna be there. the salinity's at thirty thousand. Parts per thousand. Uh, you know, it's that's a lot of salinity. The rivers at March 10th are gonna be five seven, so we ought to have a fantastic spring. I mean, the trout ought to be all the way over here, and all the way down into Venice. Um, it's going to be the best trout spring we've had in eight years because the river's been high that long. But it's it's down, and um, people are having trouble with too high salinities. They they got the diversions opened right here. At Davis Pond, trying to flush that salt water out to help the oysters a little bit, but uh, it's uh, it's gonna be great for speckled trout. And, and you know our reds are always great. I mean, that reds are just that's a, a given. That's like um, every day on the east side, the boys will do well on the reds. And I like the sight fish on the west. And if it's still at five foot, man, my sight fishing is gonna be off the charts. I mean, the water will be very clear all spring and you know into April. And I'll be able to sight fish and fly fish every day. I, I'm, uh, I'm I'm ready to get down there, but I'm not ready today.
0: <laughs> not today.
7: <laughs> no, well, we also cool.
0: got the uh, the gunning for a cure coming up. I hope we get good weather for that. That's coming up in a couple of weekends, February 27th. In fact, if people want to come down and meet the harem girls and see you we're going to be uh, having a team in fact the t-shirts and the shotgun shells are on order and it's a great event raffles live auction food drink and it's all to raise money for prostate cancer research so i suggest people go to gunningforacure.org and and maybe bring the kids too because they got a lot of those uh bounce rooms I, i think you got in one one time one of those bounce around rooms Oh, yeah.
7: Yeah, no doubt I have.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
7: yeah, we, we have Sometimes I feel like, like I've been in one. <laughs> that, that, yeah, we're going to have a, a tournament, a benefit tournament at Grand Ridge for uh, one of our pros that, that's got cancer, and we're going to have a big benefit tournament that same day. So as soon as I finish that, I'm coming right back over here, you know, because, uh, you know, you try to do everything you can for all the good causes you can, you know. So, yeah, well, the sporting you know. clays
0: is basically golf with a shotgun. But for golfers, uh, how can they get signed up for that that one down there at the club?
7: Oh, they can just call the club, and uh, and uh, I don't even know the number, <laughs> but <laughs> they could call Grand Ridge Golf Club, and uh, Caitlin will get them signed up. It'll be good. It's for a great cause. It's a a great guy that's uh, with five kids, and you know, it's it'd be a good cause to do a benefit for for Todd Hart. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be fun with the girls, too. They all fired up. I can't wait to, to get them. I need to get them on the side and, and uh, take them shooting one day before we go. Just, uh, you know, just get the feet positioned right and get, there, get them down on the gun and stuff. You know, Everywhere I go, you know, when I'm in the blind with people, I'm always teaching. You know, it's, it's funny because people want to lift their head up. you got to keep your head on the gun, and you got to get that front foot forward and get your feet the same way. There's so much goes into shooting that makes it, a little bit better for you all the time, you know. If you can, you know, if you're shooting triples and picking males and, and doing all the right things, I mean, that that helps you shooting too. You just um. Hey,
0: hey, why don't you bring that shot cam there? I will. And I'll bring my tacticam, oh, yeah. which works half the time. It's part time; it works, but <laughs> yours is really good. And we'll put it on the girls' shotguns, and that might help them where they can see where they're shooting. You know?
7: Oh yeah, that. It, you know what? It's it's incredible. How it'll show you how you hit or how you missed, and, and you can go frame by frame, and you can see the wide coming in and hitting whatever you're shooting. I mean, it's an incredible little thing, and it's. I'm really pleased with that shot cam, and I uh, tell you what, um, it makes some great videos. In fact, I think it zooms in a little too close. You can't see. Sometimes you don't see the whole flock, and <laughs> when you're picking them, but I tell you what, it's 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 special. It's, it'll show you. Uh, the shots, duck hunting, it's the hardest to go is ones that are fading away because you think you have to lead them one way or the other, but you really don't. You just shoot them and point blank on. And that's probably the hardest shot in, in duck hunting, but it should be the easiest. But you always want to lead them, and you don't have to. But
0: it'll, exactly. teach it'll teach you all of it. Well, next time you talk to shot camps, see if they'll take a trade in on a tacticam. I want to upgrade what you got. <laughs> that thing I got, you know. Cost me too much misery and anguish so far.
7: <laughs> no, you guys. Okay, you guys, Captain you to run. Be right.
0: You're right. You're right. All right, All right. Tell people how to get a hold of you for more information and we give them here.
7: Yeah, they can go to CajunFishingAdventures.com and check out the website and everything. we got our duck season booking for next year already. You know, or they can just call me direct at 504-559-5111.
0: And be happy to right, them my them booking up. Welcome back. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you, buddy. We'll see you soon. All right, Captain Ryan Lambert. And, uh, yeah, we got a, our own shooting team, the Cajun Fishing Adventures Harem Girls at Gunning for a Cure. Come on out there and spend a day with us. All right, we come back after this. Are you interested in a career in coastal restoration? Might have the answer how you can get in on it. Stay tuned. We're back right after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. You know, often I'm asked to go out and speak uh, about careers in the outdoors to young students. And, you know, one of the things that I tell them is there's going to be a lot of opportunity in coastal restoration careers. And if they're interested in doing that, you or someone you know, Fletcher Technical Community College is putting on a career in coastal restoration program, and there are some limited scholarships available. And if you would be interested in getting a job in regulations and permitting, safety, Pipelines, dredging, trenching. Uh, on Monday, March 8th, it will start, and the course will run the entire week, Monday through Friday, with different aspects of coastal restoration careers being explained. Uh, there's some field trips to the levees and floodgates. If you are interested or someone you know, rather than give out a phone number real quick on a website, go to Fletcher Technical Community College. You'll find the phone number, the website, the email. Contact them because these scholarships, where it will be paid for, are limited, and they are out of HOMA. That's Fletcher Technical Community College on Dixon Road, HOMA, Louisiana and get to work on rebuilding our coast. We can certainly use the help. All right, uh, closing out with some of our text messages, uh, we have one of our listeners reporting a wreck north of Thibodeau. It's by the water tower going towards Chack Bay. Traffic is black backed up to a dead stop, so be aware of that. Uh, here's a question, a rhetorical question. What's the difference corn to water, such as our bad boys, uh, misdeed, or water to unharvested corn? Well, the difference is, according to U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, if you flood unharvested corn, that is legal, it's not considered baiting, but if you bring corn and put it in water, that is baiting, and uh, I have been an opponent of allowing that for a long time, and hopefully, just hopefully that'll change, because uh, like the texter said, they drain the farms, now the ducks show up, go figure doesn't take a lot to figure out what's going there. By the way, I've been trying to get in touch with Delta Waterfowl about that tagging, that radio telemetry program. I have not been successful in booking the biologist who is heading that up. But I think that study is going to tell us a lot about changes in migration patterns and behavior of, of waterfowl. And I've been waiting until the season and so all you duck hunters will be able to participate in it. And I'll let you know a, A week in advance when I get that person, and possibly that will be coming in the next couple of weeks. Next week, I'm going to have Daryl Sherman on from Gunning for a Cure down at Stella Plantation where we're having the sporting clays shoot and our our Cajun Fishing Adventures all-girl shooting team is going to be there and food and celebrations. Check them out, gunningforacure.org. If you like sporting clays, which is basically simulated hunting shots on a laid-out course, you will have a lot of fun there. And get to see us. All right, we'll be back next week. Hopefully I'll have a better voice for you than this as we do it each and every week, 5 to 7 a.m. And see our little journey into the great outdoors, your reports, our reports, all the information you need to start your weekend. Be safe out there. Watch for this weather. And hopefully we'll get no fish kills to report next week. See you then on the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network.